welcome to Talent Savvy, the podcast that inspires you on all things talent. In today's episode, we will talk about personal branding for recruiters and recruitment leaders. As Jeff Bezos put it, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. We will dive deeper into topics such as social selling index on LinkedIn, the power of weak ties versus strong ties, and your USP. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am replacing today Bas. My name is Juana Yurdekescu, and I am joined by Sofia and Steve, two of our co-leads of the podcast. Hello. 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 How are you doing today? Not too bad. You know, it's... um. I was going to say it's a nice and sunny day. Unfortunately, it's not. But, you know, things are okay anyway. <laughs> but fresh haircut, I must, I must tell this to the audience. Very, very nice looking. <laughs> Great. Um, today we're actually going to um, debate. I feel this is going to be a debate <laughs> about personal branding for recruiters, recruitment leaders. Um, how does that play out in today's world? Uh, what have we learned in the past years about it? And eventually, how do we continue improving on what we're doing out there? Both of you have quite strong opinions, but also quite a lot of experience. I think you're both very much involved in communities out there. You have built a personal, very strong personal brand for yourselves. I am personally learning from you when, when it comes to this. So I do hope we can have quite a good share for our audience today, but also see what we don't do maybe. And eventually, how do we uh, learn from our audience afterwards. Maybe they can share some some of their opinions in the comments for the podcast. So without further ado, I think I'm very keen to see how do you define personal branding? How do you do it for yourself? What do you see being done well out there? Sophia, ladies first. Is it me? Okay. <laughs> I would say there's, there's at least for recruiters, if we're focusing on that, I would say there's two aspects of of personal branding. That's the one aspect of kind of personally branding myself as a recruiter towards the recruitment industry, being a a person that people might ask and and doing things, talking at conferences and, and those kind of things. So branding myself towards the recruitment community. But then there's also the other aspect of personal branding that I think some recruiters do. I wouldn't say I'm good at that aspect, which is branding yourself towards the people that you are trying to recruit so for example currently i'm with Tokaboka. should i be branding myself towards let's say gameplay programmers if that's what i'm struggling to recruit sharing things within the, the the programming community and being somebody that programmers or in this case gameplay programmers feels they want to connect with because of the things i share and, and the brand that i have that i'm knowledgeable within their area so i would say this two sides of of the personal brand for recruiters and and that you should kind of focus on depending on what your your aim is Mm -hmm. okay i have some thoughts but yeah steve yeah uh so from from my thinking my perspective the way i look at personal branding is is much more around kind of you know your public influence right and Mm -hmm. the perception of, of what you are portraying i think it needs to be I think it needs to be catchy and I think it needs to be short as well. But I think my p- own personal brand, for example, would be, you know, I help people get job, get a job. I help recruiters find a job in recruitment, whether that's in agency, whether that's in-house. But I do that through my network, which I've spent, you know, a lot of time building up. So that's my own brand and that's where my influence lies. Could I do that in... Fintech, could I do that in 
insurance? Could I do that in retail? Probably not because I haven't built myself a brand in those types of areas. And that's just because the recruitment industry is so big anyway that you probably don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) True. So do you think we actually start designing a USP, like a unique selling point per person? Is that what's happening out there? Or is it more of a journey through, I don't know, different target audience in a way, right? Because as you said, uh, Sophia, it might be that you're actually aiming at different things sometimes. Yeah, I, I think that you are the content, right? Rather than actually you producing the content, you are the content. Uh-huh. So if you look at, let's say, for example, these YouTube influencers, right? There's a lot of great YouTube influencers out there who they know how to build their brand because they know who their audience is, what kind of content that their audience wants to see, and that people will always come to them because they keep producing that type of content. Whether it's a gamer, whether it's someone who travels a lot, you know, to various different countries, whether it's someone who plays pranks, you know, it, it's like they, they know where but the problem is is that i think it's always capped there's always only going to be a certain amount of audience that's going to follow that so do you stick with that you know or do you make like it's almost like making multiple personalities for yourself actually could you potentially do that (laughs) (laughs) so i took i took two things away from you You are the content yeah and you might have a multiple personalities disorder after you try this For me, this is very interesting, right? Because I actually see it exactly the opposite way around being yourself, but trying to be yourself in multiple environments, right? Like this piece of authenticity needs to stay, you need to stay true to yourself in a way for the long run. Uh, I've seen probably tries to just build a certain brand or personal brand when you're in a specific niche and once you're out that niche you're like your identity disappears in a way right as you say you might want to need to rebuild that and it's very time consuming first of all I'm a very economical person with my time <laughs> but very um yeah kind of a different perspective there Sophia yeah I think you, you have to to pick and choose and I think that there's probably a load of great recruiters out there who we don't necessarily know who they are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're bad recruiters. That doesn't mean they're bad at the things they do. They're just not screaming about it. You know, so it's it's how you choose to do it. And if you want to be, perhaps you don't want to be a personal brand. Perhaps, you know, you want to be anonymous and, and do what you do and do it well without people knowing who you are. So I think, you know, like you being economical with your time and picking, that that's the thing. Like, Personally, being a, a freelancer, looking for assignments, doing training and doing that. Obviously, I want people to know I am. So people ask me, like, how how do you get business? And my answer is always I'm loud on the Internet. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily uh, not going to like undersell myself. You know, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily better than everyone else out there. I'm just better, better at making people see it, you know, see me. Doesn't mean I'm a better recruiter than anyone else who isn't knowing But then this is interesting, right? Because we go into the topic, is this needed or not? But first, a word from our sponsor. European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year... Thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. 
Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. With innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries. It is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. So I think we would have opinions on both sides. Uh, when when should you build a person? Where should you push to build a personal brand? And when should you be loud on the internet, right? But what's good about it? Like, what did you gain from it? What was good in your experience by starting to see that your personal brand gets a shape and people kind of know who Sofia is? People know how who Steve is. What's in it for you? <laughs> it's a good question. I think it does, you know, going back to your point, actually, around the, the whole authenticity bit, first of all, you don't want to reinvent yourself. I see a lot of people out there, and I'm not going to mention any names, of course, but I, I see a lot of people out there who they kind of more follow the trend rather than sticking to themselves. And so they'll see a subject which is talked about a lot online and then think, right, I'm going to become a subject matter expert in that. Suddenly they're talking about all this, but actually they've only been at it for a week. Are they really a, are they really influ influencer around that area? Probably not. Let's be honest. You know, have they actually ever been really truly involved in those types of subjects? Again, probably not. But they're probably great researchers, right? And they, and they've done their research on it. For me, the way that why it's important to me about building this personal brand for myself is because it gives me access to a large network, sometimes large pools of talent, which actually helps me in my job and helps my team in my job. So that's the selfish reason, um, but it's a positive reason. But but also for me, I mean, being being a freelancer, running my own business, I obviously need people to know I am in order to, for people to buy from me or to take me on as a, as a consultant or to go to my training sessions. So obviously it's purely selfish reasons in that sense but it's working because the majority of of my trainings that I do is not me going after people hi can you please buy my training off me it's people coming to me going hi could you do this for us can we buy from you it's people coming to me so that's obviously my benefit from doing that but also like Steve's saying there's also the benefit for me to learn from others to to have that network of people to be able to go to conferences and doing things like that and doing what we do and learning from others again then helping me to be better at what I do in order to uh, again be even louder on the internet I tell them about the new things I learned and you know and, and doing that so it's kind of feeding itself I suppose a little bit right like this circle goes both into our who do we talk about as candidates eventually right or new business as, as you're talking more Sophia but also the network for future opportunities eventually, right? And future learning, which is somehow, I think it's impossible to thrive in this field if you don't build that up. If you don't realize how important this part of personal brand towards your network is, especially for me, I think looking now at the need to build recruitment teams, a lot of the success I'm having is because I'm really trying hard <laughs> to keep a good reputation out there and kind of understand the people that I'm talking to at all times and see, does anything click at some point, right? And bringing that type of conversation in, in front of these people at the right time. 
we know in recruitment, there's a lot about timing, right? And I think this is also true to personal branding. When you do you start investing and how? Maybe as you said, Steve, if you're just drumming the beat on something that you're not necessarily good at, but you're really trying, but presenting yourself like, I'm trying to learn about this. I'm sharing with you what I'm learning. And then people share back with you, right? This is, uh, this is what I see really interesting. Then also, how do you measure it? How do you know? Like that's probably one of the hardest. No, but it is. It's so hard to know because once you've measured it, then how do you know you're doing a good job? Where, when, when do you start seeing the results? And what is a result? It could be very small. It could be very big. But it is. It's an investment. That's for sure. But I'm. But I'm thinking. We, we're now we're talking about personal brand in terms of you know being present on LinkedIn. I don't know writing blogs, doing that kind of the the big bigger stuff that a lot of people get access to but I think one of the things in terms of I think that we could also come under personal branding as as a recruiter is something we spoke a little bit about when we did the sourcing episode about outreach and something I always talk about in the trainings when we talk about that is how do I write a message and I always I've have in my trainings and in talks I've done in the past is like I ask people how many of you have written a message starting with hi my name is I work as a recruiter for I came across your profile on LinkedIn and anyone who's ever written an outreach to anyone on LinkedIn has in their career written a message sounding just like that. I mean, that's not personal branding. And I'm and I always say, like, so the three of us are here now. Let's say we were to reach out to the same person about the same position at the same company. Our messages that we send to this person should sound in three different ways because we're three different people. We should think about when we reach out to people, like you're saying, being authentic, being me, not sounding like all other recruiters out there, but sounding like Sophia, the recruiter for this company, sounding like Steve, sounding like Goana. But we've got to remember that it isn't this robotic sounding generic recruiter voice we should all have, but we should add our personality. So when we are reaching out to people that they might remember me as the recruiter, the remember Steve's message, that remember Anna. So there's that personal branding present in those smaller parts as well, not just the big thing. And I think that's how it starts, actually, right? Even building that confidence to have a voice of your own and figuring it out. <laughs> yes. But Sophia, I don't want to, I know you, you know, you kind of have a business out of these trainings, but give us <laughs> one nugget, right? Like give us something that you're like, this is going to help you find your voice when you write these messages. I, I think it is that thing. Don't start the message by saying, hi, my name is, I gave a, like, don't do that. And just think, how would I start a message? How would I want to do that? And it's because that's all the other messages that person has received that week or begin that way. So I would say the nugget is don't do that. <laughs> just something else. Whatever that something else is, that's up to you. As long as it's something else. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. I, uh, there will be so many things. I think we need to take your, take your classes and unpack them <laughs> into another episode, right? But we touched a bit on networking. And uh, so we discussed, hey, you can write stuff up. You can create content, literally create posts, articles, podcasts like this, whatever you're creating as content. You can actually have a, an identity in the way you interact with your uh, candidates or network. But there's also this third piece eventually when it comes to going to events, creating network on purpose or by accident, but then realizing it's actually a good thing. <laughs> And I think both in nurturing candidate pools, uh, which is very interesting when you, uh, I've met a lot of people who become subject matter experts. And for me personally, I've, I've kind of created my recruit 
development career a lot into the infrastructure SRE security space. And that created a lot of good avenue for me. People would start knowing me and they're like, oh, you should talk to this person and this person and this person. But sometimes you don't get the chance to do that. And you, you, you kind of are more of a generalist and you can still have even random recommendations just because you had a good interaction and you have a good brand as a recruiter eventually. And the second piece is like, sometimes I feel that we invest so much in the people that we know personally, or they are our first connections virtually or in reality. But we forget that they have a network of their own and there are big influencers and big nodes, right? I, I call this the, the weak ties. And there is some research out there that these weak ties are actually even more valuable for whatever you want to build, whether it's lead generation, candidate engagement, business building, whatever you want to do. And we should invest in that more. So I'm curious, how many times do we check our second connections <laughs> in our network, our third connections, right? Like going through that. How do you see the best way to build network? What worked for you when it comes to this part? The best way that I've learned how to build my own network is, is by being, and this doesn't work for everyone, so I can talk about afterwards how other ways you can do it, but for me, it was about being outgoing. So it's about being brave and stepping into other networks, you know, online, at events, following, you know, well, actually researching which are the best events to go to um, that are relevant to my knowledge, but also what I want to learn more about and, and the right people to connect with. I always think, you know, growing up, if you ever want to become a certain type of person, you want to surround yourself by those types of people. I forget the name of the book, but there's a really great book about it. So you, you know, yeah, for me, it was really much around digging into the right networks that have the right content and the right people that I wanted to connect with also um just building my own network as well but i had to i had to learn to see how conversations are being had what's being monitored what tone of voice that goes on as well because especially when you're entering into these global networks you know there are lots of different cultural differences and then there's different ways that people talk to each other as well so you have to take that into consideration for sure okay so very interesting like basically even research and make your kind of top five top 10 events that you want to attend during the year and putting more public eventually your to learn list what do i want to gather in terms of information and who can i tap into yeah exactly and sometimes you know if i'm looking to learn more around like leadership i will speak to ceos i won't speak to actually you know people from the recruitment industry necessarily but i'll actually speak to um, successful, you know, I'll connect with successful CEOs probably on LinkedIn because it's quicker and easier. Um, and, you know, if you send a nice personal message, they will generally reply and just grab a 10 minute, 20 minute coffee with them. I'm not afraid to do that. And it's like when you're looking for a mentor, I think a lot of people ask, you know, I'm looking for a mentor, but they never know how to look for someone. I always think, oh, if you're in recruitment and you, you are great at sourcing, source the right network, source the right mentor for yourself, send them a message. You'd be, you might be very surprised with the response that you get. I suggested that to a few people, and that's exactly what they did. And they, and they found a great mentor within their particular area they were looking at. And actually, I wonder what you said before around like how you became a very like a real specialist uh, networker within that SRE space. It reminded me of a really good friend of mine um, who is a head of talent for a startup within quantum computing. And she has built up a really strong reputation for herself within that developer community. So she's so highly respected now within that developer community. People know her because there's no, there's no bullshit with her. She knows how to talk to uh, developers. And, you know, it makes life a lot easier for her as well when she's looking to hire. <laughs> of course, faster, easier, nicer. 
<laughs> but that's, that's a little bit what I was, you know, getting at a little bit before. You're kind of branding yourself towards the market you're trying to recruit or you're branding yourself towards the kind of recruitment industry. There is that kind of difference and, and you can you can do both, of course, but it's also depending on are you that, like you, Anna, you're saying that's kind of the space where you ended up being a recruiter for. I've worked in, in various industries in in that sense picking a, a few different so i i've not been able to kind of be the game industry recruiter or be the whatever because I've, I've switched between um different industries like that so I've, I've not been able to build that brand like that but i think that is a good point but also connecting with other recruiters even then they are in different industries so when you are recruiting in a new industry having the the recruitment network well recruiters obviously we can uh, you can help each other. Oh, I, I have this person, I have that. Like you and me, Steve, we tend to talk about candidates, uh, you know, giving each other tips every time before we start a podcast like this, you know. So there's always building, there's obviously value in, in building that network with just other recruiters in different industries because you never know when you might need them. Yes, 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 yes. I, again, maybe another episode altogether, but what I realized whenever talking to recruiters, even my teams, other teams about personal branding, a lot of them are like, yeah, but that's not me. That's not me being loud on the internet, right? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, there's there's a whole bunch of things that you could do, even if you're necessarily a more private person or a more introvert person. Like really, this bravery of reaching out to to see, oh, Steve, I appreciate, but it's hard, right? Like it's hard to break that. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. But until you try, like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> what if you succeed? <laughs> Right, I mean, you've got to try everything in life, um, as my as my boss said. But I think personal branding is so you have to be consistent, be really, really consistent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. But also be accept, but accept, be ready to fail. Right, so accept that, accept that failure before it's actually happened, and then you kind of get out of your comfort zone much quicker. If you see what I mean. But I think also it's like for people like yourself, Steve, and me, who are outgoing people, who kind of just go hello. Uh, it's it's so much easier for us to just say just do it yes. because I think we obviously lack the insight and understanding what it's like to be a person who who thinks that's scary because it's just not in, in but I think what we get back to then it's the smaller things of Steve we were saying being authentic so being you and with the fact of kind of being authentic is again the what you were saying well, now, as a response to what I was saying in terms of finding your voice so who are you? Don't just copy, find you. How do I do? What? How do I do this? Do I write posts on LinkedIn or do I comment? And when I write a message to a person I want to try and recruit, do I do the message that all the other recruiters yeah. in the world are doing or do I write it my way? And what is that way? So yeah. that you can do. I think those smaller things of, of, again, not sounding like everyone else, everyone can do that without having to go start exactly start with the smaller bits you know start small start with your friends actually start with the people that you know um or start with the people that you've worked with because that's the other thing you know you can build your own your own personal brand through organizations that you've actually worked in and it's tough to to put yourself out there i have this question sometimes that i ask in when interviewing recruiters like if i would meet your colleagues now and i ask them who is steve what did they, would they tell me about you? And they are usually surprised to answer 
very interesting stuff, right? Like it, it's definitely top of mind. So this even identification of what do you think people think about you comes very quick. So it's like, can you just amplify that? <laughs> just grow that, right? Because that's you. That's how people see you. And it's, in, it's important, right? Ah, interesting. Before we wrap up, I want to bring up the social selling index that LinkedIn has. For those who don't know, this is a small little tool. You'll find it. Just Google it. It's easy to find. But it gives you some kind of dimensions on where you stand against other people in the industry. And it measures your capability to establish your professional brand, your capability to find the right people, some capability to engage with insights that you that LinkedIn provides you, and of course, building relationships. It's... Um, it's very gamey. Uh, how did you say gimmicky, Sophia? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a LinkedIn gimmick. It's a LinkedIn gimmick. It's a, it's a LinkedIn gimmick, but for salespeople. It's, it's uh-huh. part of this. I think it's part of the uh, navigator, sales navigator. Yeah. I'm very dubious of it, I'll be honest, because I think one minute I look at it and I'm, I, I'm like in the, nine, uh, the top 1%, it was like 90 something out of 100. And then the following week, it's dropped down to 67. And I'm like, how does it drop that quickly? You didn't make enough comments that week. You didn't make enough comments. And yet, you know, when you see your posts have reached over 60 or 70,000 views or clicks or likes or whatever, surely that also encourages the score to go up. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure where it's, putting the data from if it's real yeah i'm dubious very dubious about it <laughs> but what i'm seeing what i'm hearing is that you are actually checking it on a weekly basis because <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to know like what what people are interested in what people are seeing is my brand continuously being established as well my own professional brand yeah sophia why is it a gimmick because it means nothing uh, to be honest, like, okay, I just checked it now. I don't check it often. I always have to Google how to find it because I don't know. I think I check it once a year when I remember it exists. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, now I'm 75 and apparently I'm not very good at engaging with insights. But to me, it's like, I get people, I get business, I get people coming to me. I I get enough. I have connections. You know, it's, it's just, you know, LinkedIn will always just tell you um, – you need LinkedIn to be able to survive in the world. And and the truth of the matter is you can survive without it. And so it's just them, again, trying to just make people do more and stay longer and, and be at the site, on the site, which is fair enough. That's the point. Why wouldn't they try and do that? Of course, I understand why they do it, but I don't put too much value on what my score is. Got it. I don't think we... Anybody should. So uh, if you do use it, use it wisely. I think that's the message to the audience. But we would be very keen if if any of you listening has other methods to measure your personal brand, other methods to kind of figure this thing out, do share with us. For today, this is it. It's been interesting, as usual, to catch up with you two. Uh, And I hope we can do a few more. Uh, For everybody at home, subscribe, like, download, whatever you want to do. But give us a, a, a shout. Feedback as well. We would love to hear feedback. Maybe there's maybe there's a subject that people would like to talk, to hear more about. Who Absolutely, knows? talent savvy, everything talent. Yeah. Thank you both, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.